I know you've got so much going on and obviously Kathy and I continue to admire you from afar and uh, oh thank you my with gosh all that, with all that you're doing and uh, thank you um so yeah so I can't wait to get into it oh yeah I'm ready excellent and so um you know really one of the reasons why um I first thought of you to come on the podcast is because you were such an inspiration to a lot of people. And I know in 2018, you won an award for that. But also, I think I read somewhere on your LinkedIn bio that that is your passion is empowering women and young girls. Is that correct? And you live mm -hmm. that That's to it. your yep. fullest every single day? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So That's, That's I, really, I, yeah. I love that. And it's so, not that I don't care about men. I care about men, but I don't, no. <laughs> I care about women more. Listen, listen, you know, uh, there's a lot of men that can take care of themselves. There's a lot, you know, and mm -hmm. I appreciate the fact of just like everything else, when there's a specific group of people that needs to be encouraged and supported um, to go and achieve lots of different things that, you know, maybe they, they never saw for themselves. Uh, it's, it's amazing. And so I, I applaud mm -hmm. all of, all of that work. And uh, I, know, oh, yeah. I know, I know it's not directed at anything other than here, let's, let's, you know, that's let's, it. Let's do what we can to, uh, uh, to give women a voice, to give women a platform, yeah. as well as girls so that they know that, uh, hey, you can go up and achieve everything that you want in life. Exactly. Exactly. Because they can. Excellent. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Look at, yeah, look at our vice president. Um, right. Exactly. <laughs> and so, um, you know, how, when did you first kind of, I guess, realize that this was a passion for you? This was something that, you know, you wanted to explore and use kind of your voice for? Um, you know, I actually had a lot of mentors growing up. I had a young, I had an older woman who mentored me, who was a poet. Her name was Virginia Settle. She actually passed away a few years ago. But she kind of took me under her wing as a young writer. And she was the first person to show me how to like print my poems out, like type them up and put them in a book. Mm. And, um, and she was just awesome. And so I think that was the first time she taught me how to like write stuff down and then share it out with the community and see what kind of response you get. And don't worry about what they, what they say, just keep writing anyway. And mm -hmm. so she was kind of my first lesson in like each one, teach one, reach one, right? She, she saw a need in me at the time we were, um, I was maybe 23 and she was 60 something. Mm. Um, so she was so very far apart in age, but she saw something in me, I think. And so she, she kind of started me on that path of publishing. And I published my first book probably four years later. But that, that's fantastic. And so, you know, that just goes to really all of that encouragement, right? Because had something negative transpired or, you know, as you were writing and exploring this world for yourself that maybe kind of hindered that, um, you know, you wouldn't maybe not have gone on to do all the amazing things that, you know, you've exactly. gone on to, to, to do, you know? Right, um, exactly, yeah. I, I, have a, I had a gentleman on who uh, is a publisher of Today Magazine and, you know, he's, he once said, you know, during our conversation, what if, what if um, Rembrandt was taught like, you know, your, your paintings are foolish? Um, right. You know, you wouldn't go on to have that, that art. And so everything I think obviously should just be encouraged and supported and allow for people to, to grow, right? Because we can't get good at anything right. unless we start, unless we do something for the first time. 
Right. And honoring the art in everyone, everyone, I feel like there's art in everyone. So my mom's an artist, you know, that she was a painter before she got sick. Yeah. And so she would see the art, like even abstract paint, abstract paintings, which I can't always see. Like I'm more of a, like, you know, refined. No. I'm more of a, like, <laughs> I want to see the person's face and their arms and their fingers. Like I want to see, that sounds yeah. very old fashioned, but that's just my preference. Um, but my sure. mother, she can see the art. She can see it in anything. Um, and I think that's what made her such a great teacher is that she was able to, to pull that out of artists that had been told by other people, what you're doing is not art. Mm -hmm. If it's mm -hmm. abstract, if it's colorful, if it's, you know, too many designs in it, then they would just kind of shoo them away. And my mother would encourage that in them. That's great. That's great. And so when did you first start to kind of explore your art with writing and, you know, just, um, you know, whether it be poetry or all of the mm -hmm. work that you do? So I started performing poetry when I was like five years old. I, I would perform at like these open mic events and kind of fashion shows in this little town I lived in. And so, but it was other people's poetry. So they would basically give me the sheet the night before and I would read it with back and forth like that. And I would memorize it and then I'd perform it. Then I'd forget it the next day. So that, oh, wow. that was kind of how I learned. It was, yeah, it was very weird, right? And, I, and I, I learned to study that way. That's how I learned in college. I studied that way. I would learn it that night and then it was gone. And mm -hmm. so um, it started with that, but I didn't write my own poetry until I was in my twenties. My, my oh. son was maybe two or three at that point. And I went to, um, I was actually at Stick. I was taking classes at Stick. Had a professor who gave me a book by a poet named Lucille Clifton, who I'd never heard of. I'd heard of Nikki Giovanni, Langston Hughes, Maya Angelou, but I had never heard of Lucille Clifton. And she wrote just like I wrote, just like I, oh, when wow. I would write poetry, it was just like that. So it was these little poems that are almost like a conversation that they, they didn't rhyme. And it was a snapshot of that day. So me and my husband had a peanut butter sandwich and it's Sunday morning. And, you know, so I write like that. Yeah. So for me to be able to see someone else write like that and be famous, I'm like, oh my gosh, so that opened my voice up. I think it showed me that I didn't have to write like even Nikki Giovanni, who I think also writes really cool, um, but not like me. And mm -hmm. so I was able to see this, this writer be kind of write like I write. Well, and it's so that's really, and, and that which, which is fantastic because it's also, it's more about what you have to say as well as, how you then put that out there, right? Like, and and right. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I don't really write that that much. Um, but since having met with you, um, mm -hmm. and you were so gracious when I originally, back when I was taking care of mom, and I I wanted to start yeah. this this blog or this book, um, but I really just didn't have the capacity at the time to kind of right. put all of that together. Um, but years later, now that I'm focus more on that uh exactly I have gone back to all of the information that you shared with me during our mm -hmm. conversation so that I could start to put some of my thoughts and my ideas down as to how this was going to awesome. look um, awesome but that's really what it is right like everyone has a story everyone has information that that they want to share and so however you feel like you want to share it um you're able to help explore people you know help people explore that correct exactly yeah Exactly. So it's, I think it could be a good message. It could be a message that's hard to share. Um, I know for me in the earlier years, I would write a lot about motherhood, being a single mom. Um, and then I started writing about marriage and love. And so a lot of what I write now is about marriage and love friendships. Um, and then now I've kind of shifted into still, you know, still writing, but trying to also deliver some sort of peace with people. Right. So at night, when I post those videos, like people are really watching them and enjoying them and looking for them at night. And yeah. so that's just a one minute it's like with no voice or anything, just, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of finding my way and figuring out how, like, how can I impact people in a way that, that, that makes them better, I guess, on the mm -hmm. other end of it, if that makes well, sense. The, yeah. And I think that it's always an evolution, right? Because 
as as you evolved, you know, so has your priorities, so has right. what you're going through. And so this voice allows you to just share what I'm going through. And and sharing all of that just helps people understand that they're not alone. And I think that, right. uh, uh, you know, more and more, we just need to understand that, you know, we're not all in the same boat, right? But we, you know, this journey is hard. Um, it is. And, and it's difficult for everyone. And so right. let, instead of tearing us all apart, how about we lift and support each other so that we exactly. can all do some great things. Um, and we all have a community. If you have an online community at all, you have a community. I know for Instagram, I feel like I'm on Instagram more than any other platform. Yeah. But when I brought mom here, you know, a year and a half ago, we didn't know she was sick. Like we knew she'd had some mobility issues. We didn't know she was that sick. And yeah. so people on my followers on Instagram have seen her from that, that first day when she got here with her makeup and her wig and her and then now. So I'm but I'm, I'm intentional about that because I want them to see like how this is progressing. It's not all, you know, rosy days like there's it's hard, you hard. know firsthand, it's hard days. It's, yeah. it's, it's difficult. And, mm -hmm. you know, what I presented during that time when I was taking care of mom was not what I was feeling. Like, it's a difficult, right. Oh, yes. It's a <laughs> difficult thing to do. It's a, there's yeah. a lot of things that, you know, you don't always share, even though I think when I was going through this journey with mom, I tried to share as much as possible because I want, I wanted that same thing, right. I wanted yes, yes. people to understand that, um, you know, this journey is hard, but it's also an amazing journey. And, exactly. and really what I got from that whole experience is irreplaceable. Um, right. but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's extremely difficult, but having that mm -hmm. voice and sharing those things, you know, exactly. allows, allows people to connect And you know, it's amazing how we look at maybe differences and immediately, you know, separate ourselves. Right. But the reality is, is that we have so much in common. Oh my with gosh. People. If we just stop and have a conversation, you yeah. have so much in common with people that you just truly, truly don't know. And so right. it is, it is just a matter of, of that. And so, yeah. um, so now you mentioned that your mother was a teacher. Um, is that, and has that kind of progressed you kind of always seeing yourself as this mm -hmm. mentor type of an individual and then kind of following in that same footsteps right now? Oh, absolutely. Like that, right. Yeah. I think, and I think for her, like she was doing it more even on the community level. So she did community workshops and boys and girls clubs and like these kind of like, you know, pop-up things. And so she brought art wherever, and even her art exhibits, she would hang her paintings low. So the kids, when they would come in, could see it. So people our age would be like, we can't see, it's not for you. It's for them. So, you know what I mean? That's so amazing. That's really yes. is such a, actually like, pictures of that. such a special thing to, to do, yeah. uh, you know, for people. It'd be and thoughtful that, because people don't think about children. They don't think about children. I think about children right now, especially because of the pandemic and they've been home for a whole year with their parents. God bless mm -hmm. them because like I would, I would have run away with the like stick with the, with the cloth on the side that that'd have been me like Charlie Brown. That'd be me because like, there's no way. I'm out. <laughs> Bye. So it was like, what? Like my best friend has a five-year-old and I'm like, I guarantee you, he's sick of you too. I promise you. Oh. He's tired of you <laughs> I can bet you $5. 100%. Yeah. Like, and it's, yeah. and it's, you know, often in times, um, it's funny. I had my nephew over, um, and we uh, and we did some baking and stuff uh, yesterday, and it was and it was great. But he's on the messier side, and so yeah. he was <laughs> he was he was cracking some eggs, and uh, 
he was just like, oh, you know, I don't do this a lot because, you know, I, I, I make a mess. And I was just like, I understand that, Aww. but it's okay. Yeah. We'll clean it up. But like, go ahead. And, right, exactly. And, uh, it's fine. Um, but it is, it, and it's just, it's, it's, it's that constant evolution. And, 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 and mm-hmm. I think that it's, it's an amazing thing to just always be so, you know, have, have that supportive feeling. There's a, um, I'm not this huge Miley Cyrus fan, but there was a, a song that she had that said um, something to the effect of my mama always told me that I could. So I did. Um, and yeah. that was a really powerful statement for me. Um, because yeah. what if, what if we just always encourage things, right? Like there's things that I'm not very good at and then there's things that mm-hmm. I've never been very good at, but if I focused right. on all of them, then I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. Um, exactly. So, right, exactly. Like, so exactly. we follow these things that we're really good at. Your mother had a passion obviously for art, which is amazing that she just mm-hmm. continued to give that passion wherever she, wherever she, could. wherever she was. That's why anytime I get sad about her, and thank God we had so much we wanted to do, still do, you know? Mm-hmm. I think about everything, like I'm surrounded by her artwork every single day and the gifts that she gave the children. So I can't be angry at all. She gave more in her life. And now she's just chilling. Like I put a picture up last week where she just, she's just relaxing. I actually have a friend who I don't know yeah. her personally, but I know her through Instagram. And she said, you know, I think your mother's just relaxing right now. She's just resting. You know, once the pandemic's over, then you'll be able to see her again. You guys can spend time. And it's true. Like I honestly thought she was going to die during the pandemic. I did. Mm. I was like, she's not going to make it through it's, this. There's no way. It's so tough. And, but she's still even, here. Yeah. Which is, which is great. And yeah. it's just, you know, and it's obviously it's a constant evolution, but she obviously throughout her life, you know, lived it with the passion that, you know, that she had. And so I'm sure there's no regret. And that's what gets anything, me up every day. Right. And that's, and that's just and really actually, where the, the long days and all of that kind of pay off right. because you're doing stuff that you want to, that drives your soul, that fuels your, exactly. your, your fire. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like her paintbrushes are like magic wands. I actually have, she has like one of those rollout paintbrush holders and it's all her paintbrushes, probably about 80 paintbrushes so every time I visit her I go on the weekends I bring her a paintbrush so she can hold it in her hand and she'll like play with it on her face or whatever but she's still an artist and like they're so good to her where she is because they you know they know she's an artist and one of the young girls went online and printed out all my mother's paintings and made a book and brought it to my mother and my mother was able to see her the paintings that she had painted I'm like that's Fallon so Health is like they special that's that's amazing yeah. that's uh they're phenomenal what an, what an amazing person to uh, and you know right. what's amazing the more and more that i talk to people in this line of work and obviously you know uh with all the work that i did with the alzheimer's association there's a few different people that i really connected with and there's some just amazing people doing amazing work and and honestly like that's it's a lot of what um I want to highlight with this podcast is just mm-hmm. showing, you know, ordinary people doing extraordinary things right. yeah. because it's, <clears throat> it's what gives them, you know, um, energy and all of that. Right. But. Yeah. So yeah. now you've been at Bay Path for how long? Like seven years now? Yeah, actually yeah, seven years. So I started teaching there five years ago and then I came into this role. Um, actually it'll be three years. This week will be three years. So total. About oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's right. So, and so what is this role that, uh, that you're doing now? So it's split. So I coach students. So um, all ages. So most of them are looking for jobs or they're in a job and they, they need to be coached around salary negotiation or whatever. So I do that. Um, and then I also teach. I teach a, a first, but it's kind of like a first year career program. So we teach them how to do the resume and how to interview and kind mm. of those first year career skills. Yeah. 
And then the other part of it is I help them, I help them find jobs. So I help companies connect with us to get jobs and internships for students. That's great. It's a lot. That's, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you, um, do you do any teaching classes on writing or did you? Not, not in this role, but it's funny before I came into this role, I used to be on campus a lot mm-hmm. teaching workshops. Like they would hire me just like on, on the side and I would oh, great. do that. Yeah. Yeah. But not, not in this role. It's funny. No. <clears throat> that's nope. okay. Hey, listen, it's, it's all about, and it's amazing, you know, talking to you, it's, it's still all about community and giving back. Right. Like, and, uh, and so this is just another right. avenue for that. Right. I mean, even, even being able to coach a student who, you know, like me is emotional and sensitive and takes everything personally. So you, you go into a role with a, with a supervisor who is not like that, who does not mm. care about your feelings and they don't care. They're like, do your job. And so, so this student will call me and I have to coach them through this because I mean, I've been there, right. Oh yeah. But it's a good opportunity. And so to be able to kind of, as long as they're not hitting you or being malicious or mean, <laughs> they're just being stern and giving you direction. Direction is different than being mean. And it took me a long yeah. time to realize I'm a Southerner. So directing to me meant that you were a mean person, mm. but you're mean. Yeah. And that's not the case. And it's tough because I'm a, I'm also an equally sensitive person mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, it's sometimes hard not to take things on so, so much. One of the things that I first did out of college was uh, outside sales. And it was probably one of the best things Ooh. that I ever could have done for myself because it gave me such a thick skin for the, for the rest of my right. life. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Right, um, like, you can do that, you can do anything. It was just like, okay, you know, I can hear no, I can hear no and, and continue yeah. to go. But um, but yeah, it's it's a, it's such a such a difficult time in somebody's life making that transition from this academic place that they've been in and now exactly. into this exactly uh, into this corporate world um which and they you know, see is, like I, I feel like the young people have pressure too they're seeing a lot of stuff online about move out by the time you're 21 when you graduate you should have your own apartment and one student earlier i was like you do not that is not true if your parents are supporting you and you're you're comfortable at home stay home you don't mm-hmm. need to be in your own apartment unless you like you know what i mean like what <laughs> well my friend i'm like no like what as long like, as why would you struggle for no reason? Yeah, as long as you're not struggling with it. If exactly. It's, you know, it's uh, especially it's with comfortable. Some of this, especially with some of the student loan debt that you know the kids are coming out of school with. Yeah. Um, you know, to think on taking you know uh, a payment for rent, um, it's just yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So now. Um, when we first talked in, in, I don't know, it might've been like 10 years ago, I think that we mm-hmm, first probably. connected, you had just had one of your books um, being made into a feature film. Yeah, so and it I, took that long for it to actually be available. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So now yeah. you've written what, like seven books total? Is that how many? Seven. Yep, That's seven fantastic. books, I've written two novels. The Rhythm in Blue is the is the movie, and then I have the sequel to that. It's called But Now I See, and then um, I have two books of poetry, Double Dutch and But You Have Such a Pretty Face, and then I have three children's books: Gabby Gives Back, Gabby Saturday, and AJ the Magic Hype. That's fantastic. Now, when you wrote um, the novel for, did you write it? For- thinking Mm-mm. that it was going to be a feature film or you just wrote that i just wrote it i participated in something i do it every year called the national novel writing month challenge it's in november and you have 30 days to write a novel so you everyone kind of gets together on this website and you and you set your word count and every day you, you write and you post your word count so 
Most people are doing about 5,000 words a day. Some people are doing less than that. Mm. You come out on the other end with garbage, right? You have a, you probably about 50,000 words that you probably can use half of them, but that's what I did. And then I, um, I actually did a rewrite the next month and then I put it on my computer. It was on my computer for almost two years. I didn't do anything with it. Keyshawn oh, wow. Dodds is the one who got it off my computer. So we, he took me to Harlem Book Fair, actually let me be at his table for free. And we were talking about our projects. And I said, well, I actually have a project I'm working on, but it's not finished. It's not edited yet. And he said, I have an editor. And within a couple of weeks, he had it with an editor. And then it was, I published it in January of 2012. And within a month, it was purchased by a, a, a like, producer. That's fantastic. Which is unheard of. I didn't think it was real. When she contacted me, <laughs> I'm like, no way. Mm-mm. Like, what? I don't know if it's real. Like, no. I can imagine someone calling you and saying, hey, I read your book. I want to make it into a feature film. I want to make it into- locations. Right. Like, like what? Mm-hmm. Like this she is said, sur- I'll come to you. This is surreal. Yeah. So of course I'm thinking like, oh, this is like a famous producer. Where, where should I take her? Max's Tavern, right? I'm like, oh, Max's Tavern. That's fancy. <laughs> to tell them that, but that's what I, that's my fancy place. And I bring people here from New York city. Right. Yeah. It's, not, it's a good place. Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah, we had there and she met me and had a binder of, of locations already scouted for each scene and for each, like she was ready. She was ready for me to sign up on the contract and we did. Now, that's a, that's, I mean, that's such a surreal experience. Mm-hmm. When you've written in the, like, I'm sure at, at various times you've seen yourself in various different capacities. Oh yeah. Was this ever one of them? No, no, not I always thought I would be in movies, but not writing them. And honestly, the writing part of it. So I like writing novels, but the screenplay writing is not fun. Screenwriting mm. is not fun. Yeah. It's too technical. Um, and then being on set is not fun, honestly, because it's 12 hour days and it's not fun. If you're, if you're acting, it is, but if you're just sitting, just watching. So, but my husband loved it. He loved the technical aspect of it. But I, as a creative, it was kind of like, it's kind of cool to hang out, but like, <laughs> I didn't really care about that part of it. Yeah. Can I uh, sit back and write? <laughs> right. Can I just go back to the house and eat and like watch TV? They're like, you're here out of what? Yeah. So no, I can, but I it can... was cool to see though. Now, did you go through the whole process with, you know, from start to finish with them mm-hmm. so that it, I did. it was your story all the way through, right? Yes. So what happens though, is that, you know, they'll look at the characters um, and I'm, I'm a, I've never done this before, but I'm assuming that they probably pull all the characters out of the book, maybe on a chart. All right, which ones do we want to keep? Which ones do? So they actually, at the very beginning, got rid of an entire storyline um, and they got rid of two, um, well, I had children in the, in the book that were not in the, in the because it was hard to cast twins, right? Mm. So that ended up messing me up later on. That messed me up, but it changed the story. So I wrote the novel after the movie came out and forgot that I had put twins in the first book and was basing it on the second book. So I write the second book, the twins are missing. So people who read the first book are like, where the hell's the twins? I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I, they're maybe in their camp. I don't know. So, but, so my advice to writers is write your books based on your books. Like if it gets made into a movie, yeah. still stay to the book because you're going to have people. Like I have people now reading my books back to back. So they find stuff that I didn't, because I wrote, the, wrote those books probably seven years apart. Yeah. And so there's going to be some variations that you did Absolutely. Uh, um... Two whole people were missing from a family in my book, my second book. I was like, <laughs> and on, on Amazon, if, if, if you go on Amazon, like there's reviews saying that it's a great book. I enjoyed it. But where were the twins? Oh, this was awesome. But where were the twins? Yeah. Damn. Yep. 
I'm like, well, and, you know, and listen, it happens. And these are the things that like, you know, it's just learn for next of, time. Yeah. It's just part of life. I mean, you mm-hmm. can't, you can't do anything about it. Right. So it's just as long as, Hey, listen, people are still enjoying it. That's people it. People are buying it. So it's, it's, uh, um, that's great. And not everybody's going to like it. That's okay. I mean, as a writer, I think I tell people don't even look at your reviews, <clears throat> just write it and put it out and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Because there are people who will read my books and love them and other people because one of my books has what I kind of like an urban cover. So it almost looks like it might be um, not Christian fiction, I guess. And people are, people are upset when they, they buy it thinking it's going to have one thing in it, it but mm-hmm. there's no sex, there's no swearing, you know, that stuff. And they will say that in the review. like this, this, I thought this was going to be one thing and this, it's a good book, but this is not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So even and, like the cover making sure it matches what's in the book. And it's so difficult, right? Because we all have this image of what we want and what, mm-hmm. what, what the perception of, of, of what, what, what we want for other people to right. see. And uh, I remember just even with all the different stuff that um, just like going on mass appeal for the first time, I was like, I don't even want to watch it. Like I said, oh, what I no, said, no. I, don't I don't even like, this. I don't know what I said. <laughs> I maybe, but yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> it's taken a little bit of time to kind of get over that. Yes, uh, you have to. Because it's all, it's all just built up things again, mm-hmm. that, that we have this just like perception or this, these things over the years that we get uncomfortable with and we kind of just, you know, sit there with them. Stop. <laughs> and you can't and you have to like I know for me like I have to I, I mean I, I started seeing more engagement on my Instagram page when I started adding my own performances so from the whiz and me talking about my books like for a long time it was just quotes and it was but I know now people so because my old my old footage I'm like it is it's cringy to watch it but it's like they haven't seen it they don't know that side of me it, and so, not only that, but people are there because of you. And exactly. so yep. when they see you, it's it's just, it's more authentic. That's anything, true. You're right. Anything that I post um, that has uh, a picture of me kind of doing something or whatever it might be, um, there's so much more engagement than yeah. just a random yes. quote. Um, I mean, I'm shocked. Those videos that I do, and, it, and it's really the same video every night, but I change the music. But depending on the music and time of day, I posted some nights, it's 17,000 people watch those 17,000 people. And it's just one minute. So I'm like, what can I do to get them to like give a dollar or something? I don't know. You know what I mean? How can I monetize that? Like, I got to figure that out. Because I mean, that's money somewhere. It's got to be money somewhere. It is. Well, you and know? I think that if you, um, you could potentially record that and post it like on a, like on YouTube, that's what my and have a, like, a YouTube subscription and start doing these that way there yeah um once you start to get that following you start to then get sponsors of you know people who will yeah who will watch it because um, my son was like he's like mom he's like you could because i guess when he used to have trouble sleeping he would turn youtube on they would have these 10 hour videos of like the ocean or whatever and he would put it on and there would be ads running through it and that person was getting paid but he was asleep he wasn't even watching the ads you know what i mean so and he has a studio i'm like i go right to the studio and record it it, it is, it's crazy. I wanted to do this podcast for probably like a year, year and a half, but my own hesitation and my own insecurity kept me from pushing it off, not being right. ready, all of these different things. Mm-hmm. And then I did this first one. It was just all by myself. <clears throat> and then after I did that, everything exploded. I was like, yes. all right, See? here's the guest. 
this is what I want. It's not going to be by myself because no one wants to just hear me talk. <laughs> right, exactly. and, right. and, so, and so it was like, okay, well, who do I want to have on and guess? Now, what do I, it was a big picture. And it just all went back to the ideas that I have about, again, this supportive environment of connecting with people who are doing extraordinary things to help others, right? Because I'm just a huge believer that while this journey is ours and it's up to us to make whatever we want out of it, we can't do it alone and yeah. we need help along the way. And yeah. so the more that we find what makes us special, we can then give that to other people. Right, right. And that's the beauty of it. And, mm-hmm. and so that is, I know all about what you do and, and oh, yeah. how you connect people. And, and so what is some of the most, I guess, things that you're most proud of when you look back at, at just being this natural giver. Mm-hmm. Um, what's some of the most things, you know, what are you most proud of with some of the things that you've been able to, I guess, just do for somebody else? Yeah. I think probably the most meaningful that I've done in my work, it actually was my work at the cancer society mm. um, was we were able to put on this exhibit where we gave disposable cameras back when they had disposable cameras to children of breast cancer patients and survivors. And they followed their mothers around for a whole week and they took pictures. And then we had them developed and had an exhibit. And we had all these women come. We had live music, we had food. And then we booked mammograms for women at that event. So it was this full circle where it was like, they were learning about breast cancer, but it wasn't scary because there were music and there were children and there were, we had some, di- some, some women diagnosed that night. I mean, that, you know, mm-hmm. at, like later on from the mammogram and ended up being fine because of that. They would have never known. They would have never gotten it that early. So I think for me, like I'm, I'm someone who I like to see a project like from the beginning to finish and see what impact I made and then go to the next thing. Like, I'm not mm. a kind of like, let's do a bunch of stuff. Like I'm doing one thing to the end and I'm going to the next thing to the end. So that probably was the most meaningful. That's amazing. Most impactful. And yeah. I was just going to say probably just a huge impact when you saw some of those pictures in the way that children see their mom. Yes, right? exactly. Like, that because, was the biggest thing. Yeah. Because as a mom, you'll never be able to have that perspective, just like anything no. else, right? Like I can't have your perspective. How could I? You can't right. have my perspective. Right. But together, right. Even though we may see things differently, the more that we talk and kind of come together, we form a different perspective. Right. And 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 that's the beauty of of conversations versus just, you know, kind of looking at differences. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was so it was so meaningful. And I think you know, even years later, like sadly, some of the women that were in the exhibit did end up passing away, but their children had these pictures they wouldn't have had otherwise. Because, you know, mom, you know how moms are. I know my mom growing up, she hated taking pictures. Even though she was gorgeous, she hated taking pictures. Mm. And then when my son was small, I'd force myself to do it. But you never like how you look in pictures, right? But it's important. And so I think this was, you know, it was at least 30 pictures of their mother that they had after she passed away. So yeah, which is it was fantastic. full circle for me. Yeah. And I, and, and I think that it's just, it's, it, there's this image of us always just, judging ourselves how do we look how is this instead of just enjoying the fact mm-hmm. of I have this amazing picture that um you know if I didn't take this I wouldn't have so who cares exactly. what I look like mm-hmm. when I look back on it it's you'll just, be happy it's going to be an amazing memory right yeah 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 fantastic and so when you're looking at any new books on the horizon, any, you know, things that, uh, you know, exciting projects that, uh, you know, that you're working on? Yeah. So, um, our, I think it's going to be our final Gabby book. Uh, my mom actually did the drawings for it. Um, just before she got sick. So probably like two years ago, 
And it's about Gabby, who's our children's character, um, her having dreams of being different things. So one of them was president, which was funny that this was before Kamala. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, it was so many, I'm trying to think of astronaut, like music producer, like things that you wouldn't think a woman would be. Would be. So that's going to be next. And actually she asked me about it last weekend when I was with her, because it's, for me, it's sad because I feel like it might be our last, we'll be, I don't know. You don't ever know. Right. Only God knows. Yeah. Um, but it's been, it's been holding now for two years. So she was like, are you publishing or what? What's going on? Well, so that's and, next. And you know, you, you, you talk about it being sad because it might be the last book, but mm-hmm. there could be a different book uh, right. for this journey. Right. And so, you know, I think that it, and I'm sure you'll, you'll, you'll see it, but even, even her, her drawings, that has um, changed, but to still capture it. Yes. You know, that's also a, a truly um, impactful piece in and itself. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah. Yeah. I, um, one thing I got for her, hold on one second, okay? Of course. One second. Okay. Um, yeah, so I actually got her this, well, when she could still like do this with her hands, I got her this app on, on the iPad and I, I loaded one of her um, paintings onto the iPad and mm. she was able to use like a pencil and make a new painting out of her old painting. Oh, so it was wow. like an That's... Adobe Spark like yeah. app. And I'm like, that would be so cool. And I would love for them to do like an ad campaign about her, about mm. an artist that's still able to create you know, even long after she can't paint anymore with a paintbrush. One second, okay. But I wanted to ask you just, you know, um, you're speaking to your mom, how, how is she doing? How, how are things for her? She's stable. So that's, that's, I'm, I'm so happy. She's at Mason Wright. Um, she goes to a program at Fallon Health like three days a week. So it's like mm. an all, all inclusive um, program. And um, she's on pureed foods now. So she's kind of, you know, it's kind of declining, but at least she's able to still eat. She still has an appetite. Good. And um, good. she knows who we are when we go see her. She knows her family. Like we are, but we're able to, to do face like the messenger now. Mm. We did Zoom. Which very, it was very weird. And I said, and I laugh about this. I'm like, my mother feels a way about Zoom the way we feel about Zoom at this right. point. Um, because it was too much. It was just because we do Facebook Messenger every week and that's fine for her. But it's because people pop up one at a time and Zoom mm. was like everybody. Yeah. And she got so scared. Like we did one, one family Zoom and she thought we were a movie. She didn't think we were real. Like it was mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. So. Tough. Yeah, it was really bad. But now, yeah, so I, I get to see her in person. So when I'm with her, I pull up the camera and she's able to see. So she's stable. She's she's safe. She's eating. She's painting every day. So that's great. Yeah. 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 I'm grateful because a year yeah. ago it was bad. A year ago, right before the pandemic, you know, she was a, she was still smoking cigarettes then. So she was still trying to go outside to smoke at mm-hmm. Mason Wright because they wouldn't let them smoke, you know, in the building, of course. So here I am every day. I'm worried that she's going to fall because she couldn't really walk well at that point. So like a year ago, I was in such a different headspace. Well, and just today. and then and then being in in, in COVID and not right. being able to like just go and and have coffee and Mm-mm. sit and do all of those things. And, so, and I had just brought her here ten weeks before yeah, COVID. Like, I just brought her here. Oh, like yeah. How, so her hers. Yeah, she has sisters that. I think are regretting having her come up here because she came up here and then immediately COVID hit. So they haven't seen her. They haven't been able to see her, but they, but they couldn't care for her anymore. It was too much for them. So, well, that's it. And it's such a, it's such a difficult um, 
thing on the family. Like right, exactly. really, it know, is one of the things that um, I had people throughout that entire journey tell me to take care of myself. Yes. And I thought that I was, but I just, I wasn't right. Because yeah, I just, yeah. and, and, and it wasn't until I really started to talk to a therapist that, that things helped. But even at that point, you know, I still wasn't um, the best that I could have been, but right, exactly. you know, but you just do what you can. And That's uh, it. so but at least, uh, at least that part of it eases the mind a little bit for exactly so that you can go and, and, and see her as well as exactly. have her just kind of at this place that at least, you know, things are okay. Right. She's stable. She's, you know, I mean, I, I, like a year ago, like I said, I was every day I was worried because she would try to leave to go smoke. Cause you know, and yeah. so you're a smoker, you're going to, you're going to figure it out. And I, and yeah. all I could see was her falling on Walnut street, like just falling into the street like that every night I would think that. Mm -hmm. And so then COVID hit. So that was a blessing in disguise because she couldn't leave the building. So then, yeah. so then she went on the patch and then she got sick at that point. But like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. but for about three months, it was bad. I'm like, mom, quit smoking. So okay. difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it, as we wrap this up, I just, mm -hmm. I want to explore just a little bit more about, you know, what keeps you driving for your passion to helping people in the community. And so, um, you know, anything new on the horizon or any different events that people should know about that you know, mm -hmm. maybe don't know that you're involved with, that would be great. Yeah. So I, um, I think probably the biggest thing is, is I'm, I'm part of the board of girls Inc in Holyoke. And so mm -hmm. I always encourage people, we have our, our big, um, spirit of girls breakfast we do every year, but it's going to be virtual this year. Um, so we're going to be looking for people to be table captains. So people want to do that. They can contact me. I'm really, really excited because we're trying to like, we're trying to do a lot in Holyoke. Oh, it's sprinkled too. Yeah. Um, but so that's kind of, that's kind of one thing that's coming down the pike, but for me, so I'm actually going to start short, start shooting some small films some short films. Um, and that's why I've been kind of playing around with shooting video and kind of putting that up and seeing what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. And so I have a short film we're going to shoot in April called mama's boy. That's about a little boy, not a little boy. He's a teenager who is being um, abused by his stepfather and he's deciding if he's going to kill him or mm -hmm. threaten him. Like he's, like he's figuring out, like, I got to get him out of here today. So he does something to make him leave. And then we have to figure out what that is. Wow. It's like eight Pretty minutes, but yeah. 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 That's great. And But I'm not going to make the, the boyfriend a villain. I feel like <clears throat> we do that a lot where we make men the villains in these movies. So sure. I want to, I want it to be full circle where there's a healing process for the father too, or the stepfather. Cause there's, there's a story True. here for him too. Yeah, so. no, absolutely. That's fantastic. And, and again, always, always helping people out, always, you know, being a part of the community, you know, it's something that, again, I truly admire about you. Thank you. When Kathy introduced me, and I know you and Kathy go way back. Oh, uh, yeah. She said something about, you know, like, uh, a spoken word thing that she first, uh, you know, was introduced to you maybe like 13, 15 years ago. So obviously, Again, it's just it's just part of who you are and what you do, and and uh, I applaud you for all that you do in the community. Thank you, and uh, please keep up the great work. I will. Thank you. You too. This is great. This Thank, is awesome. you. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you for having you. me. Thank you, Crystal. We'll talk to okay. you soon. All right. Bye. Bye now.